American corn farmers, a proud and chosen profession inspired through generations. Tested, resilient, and committed to giving back as much as they're growing, pushing the boundaries of what's possible with every bushel, while replenishing every increasingly precious resource, like the reduction of soil loss by 40% with every acre grown. In a world where sustainability matters more than ever, we need all the help we can get. And there's no greater resource than the capable hands of American corn farmers. If you run a business, Bank of Clark County has you covered. Offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC. It's three o'clock in the morning. Who is this? Mike, the defenders are missing. What? We need you to find them. Oh, I'm on it right now. Uh, honey, I gotta go. Mike, come back to bed. No, woman, can't you see? The defenders need me! It's like 3.30. What's going on? Chris, the defenders were taken by a black helicopter. Get out of here. What are we going to do about that? We need you to find them. I'm on it. I've been going on uh, about three hours sleep for the last 48 hours. That was the call that Chris Brennan, myself, Mike Phillip of American Uck Radio, Chris of Off Track with Whiskey 6, those were the calls we got. Nobody knows what's happening. I immediately got dressed. I went outside, and uh, Ron and Beth had sent the Mojo 5.0 Harrier jet. It was waiting in the street outside. We were briefed, and uh, we were sent to a secure location where we're broadcasting live right now, and we're going to be giving updates on this throughout the show. The fact is that Dylan and Steven would want defenders live to be a a regular show and so in their honor chris i think that we should carry on in their tradition while still giving updates on uh whatever has happened to them when we've got updates that we're going to be putting out throughout the show i i fully agree with that i think that uh steven and dylan would be fully behind that They, they they would want their their audience to be apprised of the news of the day and for us to diligently be searching for them We've got some updates we'll be sharing throughout the show, as, as Mike share, said. Um, they, we're very worried. Um, more so for Steven, because he's very pretty. Um, yeah, he's, he's man pretty. We're and worried that... Who knows, right? Who knows what's happening right now? Like, did he get picked up by Avon to do some sort of weird makeup testing? Uh, is he... I, I, I hate to think, Chris. I'm, I'm really worried about this. Seriously, I mean, picked up by Avon... Uh, there's also the, the 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 terrible idea that that maybe he was he was picked up by some feminists for uh, not following the line. Um, he and Dylan do walk a hard line when it comes to some of that feminist stuff, and they, they might have just kidnapped him. Right? Um, maybe, maybe they were in Nashville, Tennessee, and they weren't wearing a mask. Oh my I mean, goodness! 
I mean, think about it. But uh, in the honor of Dylan and Steven, we're going to do Defenders Live while keeping you abreast of the situation. Now, it was a big news day, Chris. Big news day. The entire government of Lebanon has resigned. Resigned. They're gone. So who's in charge now? I mean, like Uh, all of them? I don't know, but I I don't know. The guy with the the biggest gun, I guess. Maybe maybe, Uh, maybe the biggest rock. Yeah, but I mean... What could be worse? I mean, for to give them the case for having a government, right? In order to have it in the first place, you'd have to say, well, if you don't have a government, then stuff might start blowing up. Well, that already happened and they had one. So, I mean, what do you got after that? So, I mean, how much worse could it get? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, uh, so you need the government to protect you. Like, like right. we need our government to protect us because that's what they're always telling us. Because if, if we don't have the government, people are just going to die. You just want people to die. Sun.co.uk, Lebanon's entire government has collapsed as officials have fallen on their swords over the colossal explosion that killed 160 people. Health Minister Hamad Hassan confirmed the government would resign following an emergency cabinet meeting on Monday amid allegations of corruption and negligence. That's right. Hassan also added that Prime Minister Hassan Diab will head to the presidential palace to hand over the resignation in the name of all the ministers. They're all going down. They're all just uh, falling on their sword here, Chris. Speaking to reporters, Hassan said the whole government resigned. President Michael Aoun, I know I'm butchering that name, but I don't care because uh, they're all the way in Lebanon, accepted Diab's (laughs) resignation and asked the government to stay on in a uh, "Quote unquote caretaker capacity." Oh, so they're they're still ta- they're staying on in a caretaker capacity. They're still cutting the grass and things like that until a new cabinet was formed. Rage had been mounted. Did you see the protests? Those guys, uh, the, those Lebanese people fighting in the street with the cops and the military. Yeah, it kind of looked like Portland. Um, <laughs> kind of looked like Portland. Yeah, I was going to say it looked like Portland, but a little bit more shabby. But no, no, it just looks like Portland. Lebanese women, let me tell you something. They are some of the most beautiful women on the planet. I'm telling you right now. I dated a girl in high school named Noreen Najjar, and she had just moved here from Lebanon. And, uh, wow, man. But that was back then, and she uh, apparently... Her uncle had a doner shop in the mall where I lived there, and he told me that she had been taken home for an arranged marriage. So she probably got like eight kids right now. So uh, nice knowing you, Noreen. Uh, following the blast last week, they injured 6,000, left at least 300,000 people homeless. The horrific explosion, get this, Chris, was one-fifth the size of the nuclear bomb dropped on Hiroshima. Isn't that something? That's, uh, yeah, I've seen the crater. The uh, 160 people dead. I'm really surprised it wasn't more. Me too, man. I am watching some of the videos. You got these uh, in apartment cameras where people are standing in front of a glass window and all of a sudden they're just wiped across the room. Like you'd think that they would be cut to shreds just from the glass on the window going off. You know what right. I mean? Right. So, I, the, the catastrophic till thousands were injured. I got to figure that a lot of those 
thousands were seriously, seriously injured, but only 160 dead. I guess we thank God that it wasn't a whole lot worse than than it was. But now, seriously, who's in charge? I mean, this is how you end up with a military dictatorship. The government just resigns en masse? Yeah, but they said they're staying on in a quote-unquote caretaker capacity until a new cabinet is uh, formed. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, I've known some pretty tough lebs in my life, and uh, they've clearly reached their the end of their rope. Now, well, it, what they're saying this is the official story. It emerged that numerous officials, including Lebanese president, uh, knew about a stash of 2,750 tons of ammonium nitrate. Uh, I don't believe that. I, I don't. I had a uh, military, well, a counterterrorism expert on the show today, and he was saying, like, do you know how hard it is to ignite ammonium nitrate? Like, it's it's not, it's really stable. It doesn't just ignite. Now, the story is that somebody was welding in an adjacent building, and that whole building caught fire. But more people, and including my guest on American Oc Radio today, said most likely it was an ammo dump, and Hezbollah basically uh, ran that port. So it was a thing where uh, the people are saying, you knew about this and it was there for how many years? You did nothing. People died. Time for you to go. And they're serious. Like, well, you, like you said, it looked like Portland. They were serious. They were very serious. We've got a couple of uh, very good tweets here. Uh, Return of the Slug on Twitter's says, no, not the Defenders. I'll arrange a gastropod search party. And I think that means slugs, gastropods. Yeah, right. um, so she's she's getting a search party organized immediately. Thank you, slug. Uh, the government resigned. Maybe we need to get one of those fertilizer bombs in Washington, D.C. <laughs> and some Lebanese people. Attaboy, Kevin Hutchinson's. Uh, the, uh, the NSA is not monitoring Twitter at all. You should maybe delete that. Um, <laughs> just let them do it. Let them do it. I, I see that stuff all the time. And I think, you know what? Good for you if you get away with it. <laughs> just let it happen. Shh. Oh, did you see the guy get shot outside the White House today? No. Um, but was that why President Trump got hauled out? Are we you know, moving yes. on to this? Yeah, we yeah, should talk I, about that. I just barely caught it live, and uh, the president, he was cool about it. The Secret Service was cool about it. But there was a shooting uh, on uh, 116 Penn, and a guy, and, and there was a video of it out there. He kind of looked dumpy, like he'd been in, in mom's basement playing the Xbox for quite a while and definitely living on COVID bucks and eating Cheetos. Uh, I bet his hands were real orange. And But anyways, he come walking up to the gate, among other things, but uh, he come walking up to the gate with what looked to me like a forty-five, like it was a fairly large uh, pistol. I'm, I'm guessing a forty-five, and he had his head down, kind of like when you're walking against the wind. And he wasn't walking real fast. Against, he, against the wind. Yeah. So he, uh, but but he took two shots. Almost, it looked to me directly to the solar plexus. And uh, he went down, and then uh, the Capitol Hill police surrounded him, and they flipped him over <coughs> and cuffed him. And uh, the president came back in. It, it almost like when you read, when you see something like that, it looks like suicide by cop. You know what I mean? Because you got to know if you walk up to the gate of the White House holding a forty-five, it's not going to turn out good for you. Right, you're probably going to get shot. I mean, that's that's standard the way it goes. He's not a victim of anything. 
no, uh, no. Yeah. He is the author of his own destruction. Uh, I see that it's uh, roughly quarter after the top, the beginning of the show here. I think we should probably give an update on uh, the some of the moves we made today to try and locate Stephen and Dylan. Do you agree yeah, with that? Yeah, we've been really, really, really hard at work today. I mean, finding yeah. the defenders was our top priority. And when it became clear that we weren't going to find them in time, well, then we also decided that we needed to make sure that the audience was well informed of the news of the day That's while it. we continued searching. I mean, somebody's got to defend the defenders. Right? It's true. It's true. All right. So uh, here's our first report in our ongoing series. We decided to call the Chinese embassy. Hello, uh, this is uh, Chris calling from uh, Mojo Five O. We need to discuss the U.S. citizens that were kidnapped by your spies. We got no spies. What you talk about, stupid American? I don't know nothing. You got nothing on me. Well, you are the Chinese ambassador, and I think that you should know that your government is picking up U.S. citizens in black helicopters. Ah, uh, we got no black helicopter. You some kind of racist, huh? Well, we supposed to use a white helicopter? I... Are you going to give me any straight answers, or is this a waste of my time? Well, I tell you what. You just take our stupid American self and go back to bed. All right, all right. Well, we will discuss this through the State Department, I think. Yeah, we take over your country, no problem, to Walmart. Bye. And that's all we got out of the Chinese embassy. I'm glad that you took that call, Chris, because you were a lot cooler than I would have been. I'm telling you what, dealing with the Chinese ambassador. That was rough. I mean, the guy was really disrespectful. And yep. I, 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 I got to say, though, after dealing with them, I did get a call back from his secretary. And uh, she let me know that the Chinese didn't have anything to do with it. And the Chinese would, of course, never lie to us. Um, so... I, I don't know about that. I think they're just screwing with you, man. Let's get yeah. back to the news in honor of Stephen and Dylan. Indeed. What do we got uh, next? Yeah, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, you're going to love this. A councilwoman in Nashville wants those who don't wear a face mask during the pandemic to be charged with. Are you ready for this, Chris? Yeah, go ahead. What you got? Attempt murder. Say what? Attempted murder. Yeah, for not wearing a mask. I'm not joking. Attempted murder. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For not wearing a mask. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm struggling with this a little bit. Read that to me one more. Hit me with it one more time. A Nashville, Tennessee councilwoman wants those who do not, I repeat, do not wear a face mask during the coronavirus pandemic to be charged with attempted murder. Um. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Yeah, no, you get thrown in jail for not wearing a mask. I mean, I, it's ridiculous enough that they want to find people for not wearing a mask. Because Why do you think they empty the jails? 
So that they could arrest all the conservatives for not wearing masks? Yes, I don't know. That's what it looks like to me. Attempted murder, seriously. And this person's an elected official? Sharon Hunt, which rhymes with... Councilwoman of the Nashville Metro Council joined an August 5th meeting between public safety, beer and regulated beverages, health, hospitals and social services committees. Boy, that sounds like a party. Hey, my question goes back to legislation, she said during the meeting. But my concern is, you know, I work for an organization that if they pass a virus, then they are tried for murder or attempted murder if they are not told this person who may very well pass this virus that is out in the air because they're not wearing a mask is basically doing the same thing to someone who contracts it and dies from it. It seems to me, she went on, that we have been more reactive as opposed to proactive and a little too late, too little. So my thing is, Maybe there should be legislation, stronger legislation, you know, like if we made a law that viruses didn't kill people uh, or, hey, what if we made it drugs illegal? What if we made murder illegal? That would just stop it right there, right? Uh, well, yeah. Don't, you have to wear a mask. I mean, clearly, we've, uh, we've, we've made all kinds of things illegal and they just don't happen anymore. No, no, but the jails get fuller unless you have a pandemic. Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's correct. How it works. Yeah. 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 So she goes on. My thing is maybe there should be legislation. Uh, I don't know if Mike Jameson is or can speak to it, but maybe she got a little Biden there with her speech. But maybe there needs to be stronger legislation to say that if you do not wear a mask and you subject exposure of this virus to somebody else, then there will be some stronger penalty as it is in other viruses that are exposed, she added. Now, she what other virus have we ever had that somebody was accused or, or charged with attempted murder for spreading? I'll tell you. You ready? Yeah. AIDS. Not attempted murder, but you remember during the AIDS epidemic, which Fauci had yeah, all right. up. Well, if you knew you had that and you transmitted it on purpose, I could see charging that. But for not wearing a mask. But that's how this got set up, because during the AIDS epidemic, they had people you had to you had to contact trace. Right. You had to figure out the last 10 people over the last however long it was that you had intercourse with and contact them and let them know that you had tested positive. And in my opinion, Chris, that's where this started. Seriously. And there was a Marine in San Diego that took it to court because he got charged with it and he won because he was able to prove that uh, it was Bupkis. Well, it is Bupkis. I know. And what? I hate that word. I, I'm angry. How, how can somebody be? Why do we elect people that want to make ridiculous laws like this? Well, I, the other thing, too, is that I think that there's a lot of, like, this is Tennessee we're talking about here. I mean, she's Right, so Nashville. they're not the brightest trees in there, the colors in the Korean box, you know, all that other jazz, sharpest tools in the shed. That wasn't where I was going, but, uh, I mean, what I was going to say is I think there's a lot of people that will not put up with this in Tennessee, like a lot. Well, there's also a lot of stump jumpers there. 
<laughs> My dad lives in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Leprechaun is real close to there, um, but he would he bring the IQ points up a little bit. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, it's funny. They're going to get together and do uh, a couple shows for American X Rock Friday, uh, from what I'm hearing. And they've got that uh, tie-dye festival going on. Where's that? James? That's going to be in Tennessee. Yeah. If you want information about it, uh, check with Leprechaun. Check with one Rusty Lugnuts. The uh, tie-dye festival coming up at the end of, I believe it's September. I'm not up on all the details. I really should be because, you know, Rusty's talked about it enough on our show and um, I pay attention to everything that gets said on off track while I'm doing that show. Yeah, it'll be like a Palestinian zoo. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fantastic story about that. There is, yeah. I think you've got it over there. Why don't you head <laughs> off on that one? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Pardon me. So during the uh, pandemic, uh, with people not being at the zoo and such, the animals were... Um, should we say less bothered? Uh, you know, people weren't following them around, uh, disrupting their, their schedules and such. There's been an animal baby boom at a Palestinian zoo after all the people disappeared. Yeah, baby. Music to get down at a Palestinian zoo from Paytel International. Peacocks, ostriches, uh, baboons all joined in the animal baby boom at the zoo during the coronavirus closures as they let nature take its course free from human interactions. Uh, so maybe we really are the problem. Let's not go to the zoo anymore and then we get more animals. Yeah. I, I had another story, actually. Oh, no, it was contained in that one that... Uh, but there was okay. That's enough, Marvin Gaye. Uh, there was also a uh, the birth of a baboon in in the in the Palestinian zoo. Yeah, but that the mother wanted nothing to do with it. Uh, so maybe they should have had a Planned Parenthood nearby or something like that. Oh wait a minute! A, a Planned Parenthood for the zoo? Yeah, for the baboon. Cage. How would Margaret Sanger have felt about that? I. Uh... I don't know. We should probably know, find uh, out. What do you think the feminists sure. think about this? Is if the, if the humans aren't there, then is this a bunch of rape going on at the zoo? Well, that's just it. Yeah. And isn't Margaret Sanger dead? I think we need like a Ouija board to find out how she feels about this. That's true. We could we could work on that after we find the defenders. We could. We could. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm looking at the time, Chris, and uh, what I like to do in American Oc Radio is a daily distraction. So we'll throw in something kind of off the beaten path uh, before the commercial break at the bottom of the hour to honor our fine Mojo Five O sponsors. And yeah. so let's do that. Let's get into our commercial break. Then we'll come back with more great news stories and updates on Stephen and Dylan's situation uh, hopefully not, God rest their soul, but nothing can be ruled out at this point. Uh, that you heard the Chinese ambassador sounded to me like he a little had fishy, little fishy. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, uh, the song leading us into the bottom of the hour commercial break is called The Savage American, and this will get your patriotic 
blood going. We'll be back on Defenders of America, Defenders Live, right after this. Stick around, everybody. My cousin served out in Afghanistan, and now he's back living with me. He can't afford good health care, then he sees illegals get it all for free. I thank the Lord I've got a dang good job and an extra beat-up truck. That he can drive around the farm and try to make a couple extra bucks. Some want it all for free. That don't sit well with me. I pledge allegiance to this flag. It's part of who I am. I don't kneel for the anthem. Never have and never will. The only thing that my ancestors ever gave to me was an ass-kicking patriotic good mentality. Some folks just don't see how damn blessed they would be if they had it. Here's to the American savage. I'd like to defund welfare and deputize 10 million more today. You want a civil war, you about to get one, cause it's time to drop dead weight. Just give me one hard worker, I don't give a damn what color that he is. We come from different places, I just want to know, do you have any grit? Some want it all for free. And now, let's listen in on the first ever Coffee Talk, live from the American Pride Roasters Coffee House in Mount Vernon, 1776. Oh, great. Here come Karen and Beck. All right, where's the nearest exit? Maybe they won't see Betsy! Hey! Hey, Betsy! Karen thought she saw George's horse outside your house. So is it true? Does he really have a huge constitution? Oh, wait, 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 wait. We're not there yet. There's nothing like being with somebody who runs through town yelling, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming! I know, and burn the dress. That's the and last the time I heard blue. Wait, did you smoke that cigar yet? So I heard. Blue, do well, that, that is good coffee, but I, I don't know anything about cigars. The Betsy Ross, historically great coffee for real American patriots. That's raspberry, vanilla, and blueberry flavored coffee. The Betsy Ross, get yours today at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Rocky Stucci's Situation Room. Join me, the Emotional Meatball, starting Sunday nights at 12 o'clock Eastern Time as we stick our fingers in the dike of humanity, covering all topics from conspiracies, current events, politics, history, and yes, even paranormal. Ladies and gentlemen, again, that is Rocky Stucci's Situation Room right here on Mojo 5.0 Radio. Starting Sunday night at 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Patriot Energy. I got that power. When solar energy is done right, it can save you up to 30, 40% over your current energy costs. Call the professionals at Patriot Energy to get your no cost and no obligation layout and design. Compare and contrast the differences for yourself. 
go to patriotenergyaz.org forward slash mojo50 to get started today for your Patriot Energy solution. We can definitely open the door with it. Rusty, grab the other side. All right. Well, we need a new door, but the cooler's good. Let's get to the studio. Get your cat cooler today at catcoolers.com. That's catcoolers.com. Cat Coolers does not approve of their product for use as a battering ram and cannot recommend you use it in any breaking and entering scenario. But it worked and it was fun. No coolers were harmed in the production of this ad, but the door is a total loss. Also, don't use it for smuggling a cat into New Mexico as it's against the law. We don't care what you stick where, but we're not paying for it. Come Friday. How many times have I said that to you after a night out drinking? Damn it, there are no tampons in the men's bathroom. I am saving every bit of that. The Daily Mojo. How many times have I just have I walked out in utter disgust and anguish looking for a tampon? With Brad Staggs. Welcome to the next 30-second promo here on Mojo Bio. <laughs> Weekdays, 8 Eastern. If you said the world has gone crazy, I think 99.9% of the Earth's population would, in fact, agree with you. Here's the thing. You can never be too prepared for the craziness that's happening all around you. Keep your head while others are losing theirs. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find an emergency food supply with a big discount because you are a Mojo 50 listener. It's not about uh, panic. It's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com. December 16th, 1773. And now, what really happened at the Boston Tea Party? <laughs> what are they doing? They're throwing all the king's tea and coffee into the harbor to protest taxation without representation. You think we should stop them? I really like my car. Come on, it's not American Pride Roasters. Yeah, that would be a travesty mockery. American Pride Roasters, the choice coffee of real American patrons for over 250 years. That's right. Get yours today at AmericanPrideRoaster.com. That's AmericanPrideRoaster.com. And cut. I, I don't think APR has been around quite that long, guys. Well, but what we do know for sure is that no APR coffee was thrown into the Boston Harbor in 1773. Hmm. So, therefore, using transitive properties, since they didn't throw any in the harbor, clearly they liked it best. Let me tell you about a new company with values that you can really get behind. Patriot Energy is a new veteran-owned company doing solar the right way. Take advantage of government incentives and and cut your electric bill by 30 to 40% while buying your own system with no money down. Support a veteran-owned company, help the environment, and save money. Go to PatriotEnergyAZ.org slash Mojo50 for an estimate. You have choices when it comes to energy. Let Patriot Energy help you make the right choice for you. PatriotEnergyAZ.org slash Mojo50. Mary Lori Lightfoot, sit down, shut up. Focus on the media paying more attention to your gender, what you like between your legs, and, and, and your race. You want to blame police command and police accountability? You take out all your cops, all your EMS, and you give the onus on these people. And you say, until you learn how to operate in a civilized society, you're on your own. The Rancivizzo, Dominic Izzo. 
Weeknights 7 to 9, Mojo 5 Welcome back to Defenders Live on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Still no word on where Dylan and Steven are. I, uh, I'm tired, Chris. I'm tired. Like, we've been, uh, we've been pulling a lot of plays, talking to a lot of people today, and nothing has panned out so far. We've gotten little hints along the way, but you, you clearly heard the concern in Ron's voice, and, and that man truly loves uh, the hosts on mojo five oh he would do he would do anything for us and and when he he called me at, at three in the morning even though i had just barely gone to bed a couple hours before that i i couldn't not get up when he said he needed help and we needed to yeah. find the defenders that's it, it was, that's it he would do anything and like i asked him how uh, what are you guys doing and he said well i'd help but i've got a bad back and so i i totally get that you know Right, and Brad can't help us out right now because, I mean, he's still waiting for his underpants to get to him in the mail. Um, so I understand he, he can't go anywhere right now. That's uh, a thing. Yeah, yeah, he's he's his new underpants should be to him in the mail very briefly. All right, uh, well, hopefully the underpants arrive and Dylan and Steven are safe and sound. Uh, during the break there, wasn't that a great song? That was. That I, I love the going to break song, and then... Coming back yeah. was just, yeah, baby, yeah, let's I groove. That's right. That's right. You'll no, just have roll. to imagine us dancing because you can't see us. Somebody else hosts it. Uh, interesting story here. Airlines are keeping track of passengers. We're going to get back to the mask thing here. And this this is critical because the mask thing, I think, is crucial. I, I think it's uh, – I've kind of picked it as the hill I'm going to die on uh, and, and not die, but I'm not. I, well, you're definitely not, not going to die. If you get Corona, you're still not going to die. Yeah, no, that's well, you're going to die someday, no matter what happens. And then it kills me when I see people that uh, their ankles are the size of a tree trunk with a shopping cart with 50 bottles of Diet Coke in it wearing a mask. I mean, you really have the wrong idea here, whoever you are. And you know who you are. But, but they uh, also drink hand sanitizer, don't they? They do. Do you have that story? I don't, <laughs> but uh, I, I do understand that some people are dying from drinking hand sanitizer. That was a, a Reuters story. Yeah, that was really uh, literally a Reuters story that uh, about five Americans have died from drinking hand sanitizer. And the thing about it is that it turns into wood grain alcohol so that uh, well, a lot of the, the people that haven't died that have done it are having vision problems and going blind because that's what it does, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah, really, especially when it gets to room temperature or inside of a body, it's quite poisonous. In fact, there was a ton of hand sanitizers that the FDA was recalling, and the same thing was happening here in Canada. Health Canada was... Uh, they recalled about 50 different brands of hand sanitizers because it turned out that they were toxic and hazardous. And I actually have a kind of a personal 
story about that. My father-in-law was going to a uh, grocery store. They live on a farm uh, near a very small town, and it's the only grocery store within an hour and a half, so they use it. Well, this little chick in the doorway was uh, giving everybody hand sanitizer. Well, he his hands blistered up like he had a sunburn and it turned out that they were getting this concentrated stuff from corporate and not diluting it properly and he went to two different doctors and they both said if this gets any worse you should be calling a lawyer oh lord yeah yeah that's your hand sanitizer and it's it's actually really not good for you like everything that they're making us do is stupid Yes. And that's and I think that's the point of it, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. You know, I have I, to, will they do this? No, they won't do that. No, come on. No, we can't do, you do think, that. Do you think we could get them to all wear masks? What do you think? We, we could trick them. Yeah. Oh, they'll never do that. Yeah. It's like when Doc used to be in the studio and he'd be like, watch this. I'm going to get that guy to change his Twitter handle. <laughs> Except it's. On a mass scale, and it's our government that needs to resign. Hey, maybe we need to take a page out of Lebanon. Can we get them to resign, all of them, all at once? Well, interestingly enough, and and I think this might have been what had a lot to do with it. During the break there, I was kind of tooling around on Twitter, and people are taking videos from downtown Beirut today and posting them, and there were nooses hanging on all of the power poles in downtown Lebanon. So the, they were conveying the message that uh, if something doesn't change here, something's going to change here. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to start seeing that a lot more worldwide because people are getting, I mean, look, I live in Edmonton, okay, city of about a million people in uh, central Alberta. Yep. yep. And they came out with the mask mandate. Well, today they were issuing these cards downtown that people could come and get for an exemption well it damn near turned into a stampede and all these doctors were saying look if you're going to give out exempt you're just going to hand out exemption cards to people then there's no point in any of this and they actually agreed now here's the thing in the united states you had the health information uh, privacy protection act hipaa right hipaa Right. You've got doctor-patient confidentiality rules for obvious yeah. reasons. Yeah. A doctor cannot go to a cocktail party, uh, get uh, a, a good buzz on, and and tell everybody how hilarious your gender reassignment surgery was. That's right. strictly forbidden. And not only that, but your health information belongs to you. It literally right. does. I it's could I could tell people that I can't wear the mask because I have a health condition, and there's no way for them to prove it. You don't even have to tell them because you have a health condition. That's too much. Seriously, like you don't even have to tell them that. And that's uh, that's what people in Canada are doing. They're just saying, I'm exempt. And that puts the proprietor of the business in a really bad spot because even in the bylaw, it says that they cannot, you, you are under no pressure to pr- provide proof that you're exempt. You just have to say it. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's illegal to ask, technically. Yeah. We've got a couple right? of brilliant tweets that I feel we must share with the world. I want to hear some brilliant tweets. That makes me very happy. Kevin John Hutchins would like to clarify a little bit of misinformation that I gave out. Actually, Brad did not order new underpants. 
He sent his old underpants out to be rebuilt. I thought he was a builder. No, he sent his old underpants out to be rebuilt. So he's not getting new underpants. He's getting a rebuilt underpants. Why didn't he rebuild his own? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not going to ask him. On construction, like he can handle that stuff. Right. Shy Boy in Iowa uh, says that he understands why Ron got us on the job of finding Stephen and Dylan. Because you really don't want somebody with a wonky eye out there looking for somebody. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. And a bad back. Yeah. And return of the uh, slug. Look, if you're dumb enough to drink hand sanitizer, maybe you shouldn't be alive. I mean, seriously, do you need that much adult supervision? Perhaps in 2020 you do. Who was it? Uh, that was uh, Slug. Vika Slug. Return slug. of the Slug. Hey, slug, how are you? Right on. Yeah. Good people on Twitter. Slugs and spiders. and Yeah, it's great. Uh, what does a emu sound like? I, I'm really not even sure what you got. Well, after our next update on the uh, the hunt for Dylan and Steven, uh, we got a story about rowdy emus, and I have audio of an actual emu. And uh, don't 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 walk away. This is fascinating stuff here. Uh, oh yeah. But yeah, let's uh, let's get into our next moves we made today in order to locate and rescue. Stephen and Dylan defending the defenders. American Uck Radio teaming up with Off Track with Whiskey Six to find Dylan and Stephen. We're working hard. Having gotten nowhere with the Chinese ambassador, we invested in the services of a private dick. My name is Sam. Sam Alano. No relation to Alyssa. I'm a private detective. Stephen Airy's wife comes into my office one night looking to find him, wants my help. She was a pushy broad, but she had a case. She also had two thirty eights and a gun. Well, I'd been out of work for a while, and I needed booze real bad. So I decided to go downtown and pump some of my regular informants. Now, they're a bunch of scumbags, and they do nothing but shoot pool all day. But they sometimes know things. So I went and found Rusty the Rat Lug Nuts. He was hanging out outside of a seedy pool hall like always. Hey, Rusty, where was you when Stephen Airy and Dylan Lyles were snatched off the street? And I want answers. I, I don't know nothing. I, I, I just been standing out here. I, I just drinking my beer. And I, I don't know nothing. Yeah, you always standing around drinking your beer, and you never know anything, do you, Rusty? Look, look, I, I, I don't know nothing about these guys. I tell you what, you're on your third strike. I find out you knew anything about this, and I'm handing you right over, Rusty. All, all I know is. A black helicopter come and got him. That, that's all I know. That's all I heard. Black helicopter. I think I'll go call the Chinese embassy. Little did he know calling the Chinese embassy would be fruitless, as we already did that, and they will be taking over the world one Walmart at a time. One Walmart at a time. <laughs> and uh, Sam Milano... Uh, God bless him. He's, uh, I, I assume, a pretty good PI. How did you, how did you dig him up, anyways, Chris? Uh, Google, Google recommended him for uh, missing persons cases. 
especially in cases where you're looking for a 12-year-old boy and uh, an AI or a robot. Okay. So they, she seemed perfect because that's what we got here. We got, you know, Stephen, um, who actually has children that are older than him. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. How does that work? I, I, I'm not really sure, but uh, it, it looks like it anyway. He's he's very young looking, very pretty. Um, and then he built Dylan. Dylan's. We're not actually sure Dylan is real. Nobody's ever really seen him. Uh, we think that he might be AI. See, I don't know this stuff. I've only been with Mojo for like a year and a half. I'm kind of the new kid to the block. But uh, do you know what an emu sounds like? Uh, I I would like to know what an emu sounds like because we've got an important story here about an emu being banned for bad behavior from a hotel in Australia. All right, this is what an emu sounds like. Affleck! No, that's not an emu. That's a duck. No, it's an emu, man. Affleck! I pulled it off of Twitter. Well, if it was on Twitter, obviously it's true. Exactly, and the emu says, Affleck! There you go. Go on with the story. Okay. <laughs> Two emus will no longer be allowed to use their long necks to pluck toast out of the toaster after a bird <laughs> learned <laughs> learned to climb the steps of the establishment. The bar owners put up a rope to keep them out. Yeah. Wow. That's that's really all there is to it. But it was a bar uh, at a hotel in Australia, and the emus got banned because apparently they were going in. And stealing toast directly out of the toaster. And then running back out the door. Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> that would ruin your continental breakfast. Sure. Actually, it would be pretty entertaining if you were sitting there eating your Rice Krispies. And an Emu came in. Yeah. Right. And they came in and they grabbed the toast and then they said. Affleck. Right. Yeah. And then they ran out laughing. Like. <laughs> Oh, some insurance company is welcome for that. You owe us uh, some money there, uh, Aflac. Yeah, you betcha. So, uh, yeah, that's free advertising. Yeah, yeah. So that's. I, can't uh, I did that. Uh, I wanted to get into these these executive orders that Trump made on Friday. Yes, night. sir. Monday today, but this is kind of getting buried, and I can't believe nobody's talking about this. Like, I literally can't believe nobody's talking about this because this is. Uh, the things that he announced that he's going to do, and you got to realize, like when you throw a press conference at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time on a Friday, normally that they call that a news dump, right? right. And uh, the presidents of the past had a very uh, gentlemanly understanding with the press. Look, we all want to get out of town and go to the Hamptons to meet Buffy, Chip, and Skip, and play some badminton possibly uh, enjoy some walnut sauce or whatever they were doing at the time, maybe some hot dogs. Uh, and they had that understanding. But Trump calls this news conference on uh, a Friday night at 8 o'clock, and he announces these executive orders. And I was looking around today, and it's being buried because, and for obvious reasons, because the Democrats do not want to talk about this at all. They don't yeah. because there's no way that they can counter it and there's no way that they can support anything he does. So it puts them in a really bad position, uh, especially before an election. But the one that, well, one of them that really gets me is this hundred thousand dollar payroll tax. Uh, they're just going to stop it. 
retroactive to July 1st. I mean, look, I, I was I talked about it earlier, but I'm still trying to wrap my head around how not many people are talking about this. I don't understand. I mean, people all over the Western world should be right now uh, dropping their beer and saying, what? This whole time, a world leader of a G7 nation could have just stopped the income tax. Right. Like, yep. think about that. Why is uh, why aren't people in Canada saying, "Hey, you, you could do that. You could just stop it." No, you you have Justin Gaysox Trudeau. You can't do that. Justin Gaysox Trudeau is a real embarrassment to a lot of really strong old stock Canadian types. And I've made my hmm. feelings on Canada known. It's no secret how I feel about Canada. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm at the forefront of a movement to get Alberta out of Canada, cut all ties and become the 51st state because we are Albertans are kind of the, the lost tribe of America. It was settled by Americans during the cattle drives because yep. uh, Western uh, Eastern Canada wanted to populate Western Canada. So they came from Texas. They came from the Dakotas and that's literally the, Albertans, right? It's our stock. We're we're Americans. And yeah, you don't have, talk like Texans, but uh, that's where you came from. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just it. I mean, the ones that came here, they uh, obviously lost their drawl, but uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that happens anyway. I got off on a jag there, but I mean, we did. Let's get back to this payroll tax thing. I think that's really, really important. I mean, we're getting you. money back to the people that need it because. The virus has affected wage earners. However, That's we're going to stop taking the money from them in, as opposed to filtering it through the government, which, of course, is a highly inefficient way to take tax dollars and then provide it back to people. Just stop taking it from people. Yep. Let, leave it in people's bank accounts. Let them spend it on their family. Like, let them spend it locally uh, as long as they wear a mask. I think they're going to have a pro hard time turning this back on after people realize that the, the government doesn't it die. It's so easy it, to shut it off. Yeah. They're going to yeah. have a hard time shutting this off when people see just how much larger their paycheck is exactly. on a week-to-week -week basis. Well, and I mean, 2020. You got your little thing there? I do. I mean, it's just something that happens in 2020. That's what I was looking for. Uh, the second thing that I can't believe anybody's not talking about here uh, that, that the Democrats sure as hell don't want anybody talking about because this affects their their donors. Uh, side effects include, right? Every, every time you watch network news, it is always paid for by side effects include. Even though people don't watch CNN, uh, they don't they still get kept afloat by side effects include. Now, uh, executive order on drug prices. What he said was that uh, basically, it, in a nutshell, the country that pays the lowest. So let's say Latvia pays 200 to 300 percent less in prescription drug prices than the United States. Then the drug companies have to lower it to that price that they're giving the, the, the cheapest deal they're giving to any other country. And that right. seems reasonable to me. I don't understand why they can give them away, essentially, in another country and make their profits off of us. Well, it's a word that he's used over and over again, fair. Right? Yeah. He said, it's got to be fair. Normalize America it. Advantage of. Yeah, exactly. Now, this, this puts me 
in a little bit of a position where uh, I I have to take pause because, number one, I'm not happy with the prescription pharma culture that we have in North America. And so on one hand, I'm thinking you're still going to be on 15 prescriptions. The intention of each one was to counteract the side effects of the one that you just got off. But at the same time, if you were going to uh, attack that in some way where it's going to hurt them, you would go after their pocketbook. And the other thing that I would do, quite honestly, Chris, if I was in a position to, to do something about it, I would make it so that they are personally liable for anybody that their product hurts or kills. I think that if you saw personal liability uh, for the heads of pharma companies and uh, whoever develops the drug, uh, for the FDA, whoever approved that drug, look at what OxyContin did. Look at fentanyl. Yeah. I mean, how many people died over that? A lot. And if you put in, well, I guess I need to understand a little bit more what you what you mean by personal responsibility. Are we talking about the CEO of the company? Should he be held responsible for multiple deaths if a drug that they made in good faith then injures or kills people? Yep. No, that's just it. I mean, and and this coronavirus thing. There was people dropping like flies with the whole fentanyl and oxycontin thing, and that was going back years, and they were getting on it because they were prescribed by their doctor. But think about how many of those people we could have saved with a mask. <laughs> right? Because they, they wouldn't have been able to take the pill. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love people that have a knack for turning horrible situations into uh, a good laugh. And you, 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 my friend, have got it. So uh, let's go on with these executive orders. It, it is about time somebody did something about these pharmaceutical companies that yeah. uh, just maim and kill with impunity and i guess that maybe i should be less critical of the president and see how this plays out because that's a big kick in the nuts to him right there yeah absolutely yeah let's go on uh student loans deferred no no paying your student loan no interest and uh that's also retroactive until the end of the year now you got to wonder if barack obama had done something like this, what would CNN be doing? Or the rest of MS? Oh, they'd be applauding all over the place. He would be Jesus. Like, they, yeah, they would be just fawning, and there would be people crying and hugging in the streets, kind of like Grand Park when he was elected. And so they can't talk about that because they they wouldn't personally do it because they don't give a damn about student debt loans. And in fact, they were part of the whole college scam and the universities and inflated prices. Uh, that whole college scam with that chick on full house, right? She's in jail right now, isn't she? Yeah. Um, we're going to run out of time here, but I just got a text message from uh, one Ron Phillips. Okay. Uh, have we got any news? We do. We have, we have news. Okay, good. Uh, look, I'm going to be quiet and let you. All right. Uh, we've been duped. Impossible. No, no, seriously. Um, Stephen and Dylan needed the night off, and uh, they 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 uh, they asked Ron. And so uh, Ron thought, who can I who can I get to do the show? And 
they're they're not really missing. They'll be back tomorrow night. We we've been had. Not sure how to feel right now, Chris. I, I I know I'm feeling a bit taken. I mean, we did a lot of hard work to try and find that guy. Those guys. There's only one thing we can do, Chris. Yeah, yeah. What do you think that is? Affleck. <laughs> 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 oh. Hey, Stephen and Dylan. Stephen and Dylan, I had a really great time hosting your show. You guys have a great time. Going into the diner about now should be four top secret agents. And uh, one of them is carrying a briefcase. Your mission is to obtain the disc from the briefcase. We'll turn that down just a second here. Stephen and Dylan, thank you very much for letting us fill in. And uh, you guys will be back tomorrow. Everybody have a great night. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got Geico, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. Geico will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. Geico. Great service without all the drama.